Hello, everybody, and welcome into yet another episode of the Soul Core Battle Spirits podcast. I am your host, Costa, as usual, and a lot of stuff has popped up since last episode. I've been a little bit busy. I could say that I've been busy with new work, but that is only somewhat true. Um, I'm also addicted to Commander now. <laughs> Never thought I'd be playing Magic, um, but I've really been getting into Commander, and the game's cool. So I've been playing that a lot, I've been playing a lot of Arena, but also been busy with you know, real life stuff. So apologies for the lateness of the episode. But yeah, the plan is for today's episode to talk about combo, like um, like I promised. It'll be a relatively short episode on the few combo decks that exist. Um, I'm also gonna uh, mention um, a couple things about the the grand opening, um, as well as the tournament promos. And that'll be it, just a quick episode, um, because I wanna get started on some more meta um, analysis and stuff now that the um, the tournament promos have been released. And yeah, just some more meta-specific chats. Um, so yeah, that'll be today's episode. But before we start, we actually have our first listener question um, ever on the podcast. So thank you so much, Tristan, um, for bringing that in. Shout out to Tristan and his podcast, the Magic Beans podcast. Um, they're super great guys um, over there. If you're into magic at all, you should give them a listen. Um, at Magic Beans Cast, I think it's on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, he asks, when should you choose to go second? So um, I'm going to take that question as when should like when should you decide to go first or second? Because it's pretty much the same thing. Um, and yeah, that's a pretty important question to ask, I would say. Um, and thankfully, not thankfully, but the game is still fresh. Um, it's still in its its baby steps, um, its early stages. So I would say the the average amount of time it's actually not very relevant. Um, but that being said, there are a few things to keep in mind when you decide to go first or second. Um, firstly, um, it obviously depends on the deck you're playing. So for example, if you're playing two cost rush, you should always be going second, um, purely because you can summon two spirits and swing twice um, if you're going second. Um, and you only ever go first if you open cathedral and nothing else. So you can, you know, cathedral on turn one and pass, that sort of thing. Um, on the other hand, if you're playing white, um, I chose to go first a lot of the time um, and didn't choose to go second unless I was specifically versing yellow because I know that it's better to go second there. Um, just because it's more likely that, you know, I'm going to turn one Nexus, turn two or turn three um, Elk or Elephant, um, which is a pretty crazy play to do if you're playing white control. Um, but yeah, just like I said, it's it's actually not super relevant as of yet. Um, in general, um, if you want like a... a just like a general tip to give to new players, I would suggest just going second. Um, it obviously lets you see what your opponent is doing, um, lets you get that extra core that make you that may make your plays a little bit easier to do, um, and it can help you plan for the the rest of the game. Um, just because you know exactly what your opponent has done, um, you know if they play that white nexus, you know what you're in for. If they play cathedral, you know what you're in for. Um, so yeah, um, I would suggest going second. Um, but yeah, let's get to the the crux of the episode. So, what is combo? Um, for those of you who may be new to card games in general, combo is a type of playstyle, just like aggro and just like control. Um, but this one focuses on um, specific combos or combinations of cards um, that you can, you know, collect during your game um, and activating those cards in a specific succession or a specific, you know, operation may give you um, 
an optimal effect or an optimal board state that you're going for, um, which has a bit complicated. I didn't explain it very well, but it'll make more sense as I explain card card by card, pretty much. So starting off with probably the easiest, most widely accessible and most popular one uh, for Battle Spirit Saga. Um, I want to talk about the Nova combo or the Star Dragon combo, whatever you want to call it. So this is a pretty basic um, red deck. It's been around since pretty much the the birth of Battle Spirit Saga. Um, it's one of the first pe the first deck people were gravitating to because of its boss monster and its effects. So I'm gonna go ahead and read him. So Supernova Dragon Seagwim Nova is an eight cost with three red reduction. He has a lot of text, so <laughs> I'm going to be reading a little bit long. Um, he has Ascend, costs 6 or more, which means as an additional summoning cost, you must place all calls from one of your spirits that cost 6 or more into your reserve. So pretty much you have to already have something on the board to summon this guy out. Um, you have to sort of, you know, self-destruct that thing by draining all its calls back into your reserve. Um, it has to cost 6 or more. He has level 1, 2, and 3, Flash Awaken, which is the keyword that lets you move cores um, around, which no one takes advantage of at all. Um, people just forget he has Awaken. It's it's semi-redundant, but you know it can come up every now and then, if you have multiple at least. Um, he has level 1, 2, 3, when summoned. When this spirit performs an Ascend using a spirit with Seagwim in its name, you may place a Solko into the Void. If you do, place cores from the Void into your life until you have 5 life. So what this means is... Um, if you're into the mid or late game, you're a bit low on life. Um, if you pull off this combo, um, the combo being if you have Seagwim on the field and you ascend with Nova over it, you sacrifice your Seagwim and your Soul Core and heal up to full from the Void. It is an absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing um, reward for summoning um, Nova. And the payoff isn't even finished yet because he has another effect on level 2 and 3. When he attacks, select any number of your opponent's spirits with a combined total of 10,000 or fewer BP and destroy them. So, oh my lord, is the payoff for this combo worth it? Um, so, like I described, the combo mainly surrounds itself with Nova and Seagwim, but it doesn't specify the specific copy of Seagwim, it just has to have Seagwim in its name. So what that means is any card with Seagwim in its name can count, um, as of now, we only have the original Seagwim from the Structure slash Demo deck and Seagwim Nova. Um, just you know to let you know that he also counts for himself. Um, he can also ascend on top of himself and get that effect. But yeah, there's only those two cards. Um, why that's good is because any cards that are printed in the future with Seagwim in their names can get this effect off Nova. Um, I'm sure that by that point, maybe Nova will be power crept, so it won't really matter that much, but who knows? Um, maybe he's still relevant. Um, so yeah, really, really good guy. Um, his key words or like his um, traits are Star Dragon and Valiant Hero. Um, he's got 5,000, 9,000, and 12,000 battle points, um, level one, two, and three, for only five cores to, to max him out. It's really not that, not that bad. So he's quote unquote cheap. He's very powerful, um, easy to pull off um, in regards to you know new players. It's not super, the combo itself isn't super complicated. Um, and he is a, a very good guy, very good guy, highly recommend. Okay, so what is the general combo of the deck and how should you go around playing it? So obviously it includes Nova himself, I'm not going to reread him again, um, and it includes Seagwim, who is from the structure deck. Seagwim himself doesn't count um, or matter really at all. Um, he is what we would call um, a brick um, in regards to 
Um, playing him doesn't actually feel very good because him as an individual card by itself, in a vacuum as we say, um, is pretty redundant. Other than confront, um, he really doesn't have that much else going for him. He's, um, his stats aren't super great. Um, he's six costly reduction, so you're playing him for three. He's not even that cheap. So he's pretty much a brick. Um, and most combo decks in general do tend to have bricks just to... Um, I think it's just to offset the amount of power that combo decks usually have. Um, you have to have the risk or run the risk of running a brick. Um, but unlike other games, Battle Spirits does not yet have any search, um, you know, keywords yet. You can't take stuff directly from your deck. So it feels extra bad um, running him because you have to run him at four just so you make sure you see him. Um, but another thing you need to keep in mind of in regards to the combo. So... In my opinion, this is actually a three-card combo, not a two-card. So obviously you can do this with just Seagwim and just Nova as a two-card combo, but it's a lot better with a card called Big Bang Energy, um, a four-cost, two-reduction magic card um, that's red. It is. It says, main during this turn, all Star Dragon Spirits card in your hand have a cost equal to your life total. It also has Flash, Select One Spirit against 2,000 during this turn. Completely redundant when rarely using it for that. But yeah, Big Bang Energy, absolutely amazing card. So what this means is um, any amount of life you have at the time where you activate Big Bang Energy is equal to the amount, the cost, sorry, of your Star Dragons. So say you're in the mid to late game, like I said before, and you have two or three life. You activate Big Bag Energy for two, co two cores, um, and you now have all your Star Dragons in your hand costing two. Um, and that does not include the the cost reduction. So most of them have at least two reductions, so they're all going to be free, which is absolutely bonkers. So what does this mean? It means if you make it to the late game, or to the mid game at least, you're playing Seagworm for one cost, one reduction, and if you have anything on the field, you, it's already going to be free. Then you're playing... Um, Nova, again, for free, completely. You're just gonna, you have to drain your Seagram, but it's okay. Um, so you sack your Seagram, you sack your Soul Core, um, heal back to full, and you still have, say, on average, about eight cores to spare, because it's mid to late game, so you probably have a few, a few cores. Um, you'd have at least eight, probably more. Um, so you can load up your Seagram, you can play some Andrometeos dudes and pop some stuff, go super wide to end the game. Yeah, the combo is absolutely amazing, and the, the, the payoff is way, way too strong. Another thing to note is um, the Soul Core can actually be paid um, for the Nova effect specifically, not in general, but the Soul Core can be paid from your actual trash for the Nova effect. So um, you can actually use that Soul Core um, for Big Bag Energy before you you know make your combo. Um, and at the end of the combo, when you have to pay the Soul Core, you can use it from your trash. So it's not even something that feels bad in regards to um, having to save it for later. Um, you can just chuck it from literally anywhere, um, which is pretty bonkers. Um, I I used to be a lot more apprehensive about this combo. I thought it would just be everywhere. Um, there was a point in time where people were just adding Seagwims and Novas in every deck. Um, in the Esper tournaments, I saw a few people running it in purple. Um, there was a couple people running it in white just like three copies of Seagram, two copies of Nova, and just saving it for the late game to heal back up. Um, thankfully, a lot of people have stopped doing that. Please don't do that anymore. <laughs> um, not because it's bad, just because it just feels really annoying um, in regards to the diversity of decks in the format. 
Um, but in regards to red specifically, it is amazing. Like the combo itself is very good. And it's something you have to keep in mind um, for the foreseeable future, let's be honest. Um, or at least the set one meta. Because when I was at the launch event, I pretty much versed red the entire day. Um, oh, no, I versed purple more than I versed red. But a lot of people were versing red the entire day. Like my partner, Ella, she was playing yellow, unfortunately for her, and she played red pretty much all day. Um, just people playing Novas left, right, and center. It's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, that's that do be um, Nova combo. So let's talk a bit about play style. Um, what you should do as the Nova combo player and what you should do playing against it. So as the combo player yourself, you should keep in mind um, that you have Big Bang Energy in your deck. Um, so what I mean by that is do not stress too much about losing life early game. Um, because you know it's going to transfer to a more efficient combo for yourself. Now, that being said, your opponent will also know that, but it's hard to not attack your opponent if you're playing specific decks. So, for example, um, if you're going up against yellow, it's pretty much a free win for you. Um, you can cop the early game damage, fend off the mid-game as best as you can um, until you get to your Seagwim Nova, heal back up the full and wipe the board um, because of Nova's, um, Nova's third effect that um, can select up to three, uh, up to 10k, sorry. And since you're versing yellow, all those dudes are tiny and you can just wipe the board completely. Um, another thing to keep in mind is how you're gonna make it to that point. So there are a few ways to build Nova combo right now. The original build just had a bunch of star dragons, um, divine dragon arc, um, Ares dragon, white hole dragon, nebula dragon, that sort of thing. Um, that build is a more, a, a tribal sort of build, you know, playing the more star dragons makes you feel better about playing Big Bang Energy because all of them are going to be cheaper, not just Nova. That's one way to do it. Um, the more quote unquote meta build um, is the Terrasaur Nova deck. It's called Terra Nova. It pretty much runs um, a Terrasaur bottom end with Oviraptodon and I think Centosaurus and some other Terrasaurs just to scale into Gigano Rex in the late game to beat the red matchup um, because that is red's hardest matchup. So yeah, a couple ways to build a deck, completely up to you, obviously. In regards to purple, your purple matchup is also like not that bad. Um, it's pretty decent. Purple has, I would say it's a skill matchup between, between um, red and purple players. Um, purple, depending on the build you go, purple has more of a chance to rush you down. Um, so yeah, and if they know exactly your plan, like if they know that you're going to Big Bang and Seagworm and that stuff, sort of that stuff, um, they can set up um, with Maduke and a bunch of course, uh, sorry, Curse Blood Curse units. So what I mean by that is um, if they beat you to um, their late game, they can uh, summon Maduke, have a bunch of little skeleton dudes, um, and then when you try and swing with Nova to kill them all, they will all activate Blood Curse effect and kill you. Um, <laughs> because Blood Curse is a great effect. So just a reminder that Nova's level 2 and 3 effect is mandatory. Um, so if he's level 2 and 3, it says select. It doesn't say you may select. Um, it says select any number. So you have to do it. Um, I, guess, I guess you can select 0. Um, which makes the effect not mandatory, quote unquote. Like the effect still activates, but you just target nothing. I'll have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. Um, which is what you should do if you get um, Maduke Blood Cursed. 
but then you kind of lose the whole point of Nova if you're not activating Nova. You just swing with a big dude that healed you, and that's it. Um, yeah, you're going to have to deal with the Blood Curse units somehow. But yeah, that, that matchup is pretty skill-intensive. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, red is super-duper tough. Um, I would say that matchup is pretty unbeatable in the original Nova build. Um, you have to kind of try and rush them down with your Rain Needles and all your little confront dudes, and it's really not going to work out. If the white player has opened at least like one Odin and a Pegasion, Pegasion um, you're not winning because they're not swinging at you. So that Big Bang is not going to feel good to cast at all uh, because you're casting it. You're playing Big Bang for two and then you've got like three life, four life even, and you're not really wanting to do that. Um, it's not as good as doing the cheaper version. Um, and yeah, even after you summon your Nova, everything has armor because of Enterprise. So Nova can't select anything, can't delete nothing. Um, you swing with a 12k, um, um, and Enterprise is also 12k, so you're forcing yourself to play Nexuses that increase your battle points just to go over them. But then they can just block with Elk, which dies to absolutely nothing in your entire deck. So <laughs> feels pretty bad, to be honest. Um, so yeah, that's why people have been playing Confront. Um, sorry, um, Gigano Rex Confront sort of thing. So what I would suggest if you're wanting to go for that build, um, obviously play Gigano Rex. Um, at least two Giganorex with the Oviraptor on bottom end. And I would also suggest the Nexus. Um, let me bring it up. I forgot the actual name. Give me a second. Um, there it is. Sacred Thundering Peaks. So this is a four cost two reduction Nexus. It says during your attack step, the first um, effect this is a bit irrelevant, but I'm just going to read it anyway. Uh, when one of your spirits is destroyed by, by comparing BP with one of your opponent's spirits, select a spirit that costs less than the destroyed spirit from your trash and return it to your hand. So this is pretty relevant in the mirror um, because you're probably going to be trading bodies like that. But against white, you're not really trading bodies um, because they're always blocking with elk. Why you play this is the second effect. So for three cores on level two, when one of your spirits with confront attacks first during your turn, it is refreshed. So this only happens once because it has to be the first to attack. But what you do is you attack with Rex. Um, it restands. It gets his, you know, plus 3k. So the white player has no choice but to block with Elk because that's the only thing they can block with that was that's not going to die. Um, but your dude just restood. So you can swing again, confront again. So they have to block with either Enterprise um, or the Elephant or something else. And you're guaranteed to kill that because your dude is humongous by this point. Um... And yeah, the only out um, for the white player is a Dream Bomb or a Suppression, which if they're good, they've saved up for. But if they're bad, then you've just won the game. So that's the plan for Terra Nova. And how the heck do we reverse this? Um, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I guess just play white and then hope you draw enough Suppressions. Like, obviously I'm being sarcastic, there is stuff you can do, but this deck feels way too strong. Um, I'm, I am cooking up something that I think is going to be able to beat it, um, and is going to also be able to beat white. Um, that gives you a pretty big hint on what I'm trying to build, which I think is like the hidden best deck. Um, I'm going to try and, you know, test it out at Locals with my partner and Jacob and Royce and everybody else that's at Locals, we'll see what they think. Um, but yeah, look... The, the deck is just tough to verse. You can't really pitch at them at all because if you're pitching slowly, slowly, they're going to get to the Big Bang with two cores and everything's going to cost two and they heal back to full and your game plan's lost. Um, you can't scale because 
if you're not white, you can't scale against them because they wipe your board every turn. And even if you are white and they're playing the Terrasaur build, you're still going to lose unless you save up all your suppressions, which means they have the time to rush you down. So against two equally skilled players, um, if one's playing Terra Nova and one's playing white, I do still think Terra Nova has the upper hand. Um, because yes, the white player can save up all their suppressions for the Terra Nova, but if the red player just tries to rush them down as best as they can in the early game, those suppressions will probably have been used, or at least maybe one of them. Um, and most white lists are only running three, so you know a pretty pretty probable chance that um, that that's gonna happen. So what what are you gonna do? What you, what can you do about it? Um, one thing you can play counter sword. Um, it's it's one of the one of the original counters that people were thinking about doing. It is pretty costly um, if you're not playing white, um, but it does return him to the top of the deck, so they have to draw him again and recast him, which feels pretty bad if you don't have Big Bang Energy, I will say, which is fair enough. So returning to the deck is a pretty good thing to do. Um, also, the Gun Knight Heavy Barrel is a good guy as well because um, he, when he dies by your opponent's effect, um, he can actually bottom deck the Nova, which is super relevant, but against a good player, they're probably never going to destroy that heavy barrel, so <laughs> like it is what it is. And if he gets to the point where they are destroying it, then it's probably a bit too late for you. They've either cleared the rest of the board, or there's more important stuff for you to bottom deck, um, like a T-Rex or something that you just can't bottom deck because it doesn't have a win summoned effect. Oh, what's my dog doing? He's like... Sorry, I was just watching my dog. He's eating the tree outside or something. Um, but yeah, so what do you do? You just rush them down as fast as you possibly can. If you're purple, if you're yellow, you're rushing them down. If you're red, if you're playing like the mirror, um, it's a bit iffy. So it's sort of whoever gets to Seagram first. And even if that's the case, if your board is wiped and you're low enough, you still can get your own Seagram off. So then it's about who... It's sort of a bit of a chicken game, um, because usually in the mirror, if you get Seagram off first, you don't have enough cores to put him to level 3, um, which means he's sitting on, let me double check, what is it, like 9,000 or something? Yeah, he's sitting on 9,000 power level 2, um, which means if your opponent gets to Seagram first, um, well, I'm going to call him Nova, sorry, I keep calling him Seagram. It is technically his name, but there's multiple Seagrams. So if your opponent Nova's first, um, they're sitting on a Nova with 9k, and if you have your own Nova... All you can do is sack everything you have for your own Nova, make sure it's level 2 at least, uh, but preferably level 3 so this doesn't happen back to you, and just swing and kill their Nova, because their Nova is 9, you can select it because it's 10,000 or less. Um, so yeah, it's sort of a chicken game in the mirror, but yeah. And what do you do as white, as the white player? You just try your best, <laughs> honestly. Um, you save up your suppressions. If you have to use one during the early game, I would say it's okay. Um, so you obviously don't die. Um, I would prioritize keeping my um, my ice shields in my hand, um, just in case, because during the early game, they're confronting everything. So you don't actually want to lose blockers. You just want to flash um, in your first elk window um so you can burn them and just end the, the attacks there because you don't want them to confront multiple times especially if you run out of suppressions um so you're trying to sort of save your eye shields save maybe if you see two or three in a game maybe set one and keep the other two in your hand um and same with the suppressions if you have to use one then keep the other two 
um, and just hope you can make it and burn them for eight damage because you're probably going to burn them for three they'll heal up to full and then you're gonna have to burn them for five more so yeah that do be nova for you Alrighty, let's move on to a normal combo deck, <laughs> one that isn't too meta-defining and is actually fun to verse or play as well. Um, just trying to roast all the Nova players out there. We're going to move on to Archangel Michaela or Michaela combo. So this revolves around the spirit Michaela. She's a 7 cost 3 reduction angel. Level 1 and 2 when summoned, reveal one card from the top of your deck for each yellow spirit and nexus you control. Add all magic cards from the reveal cards to your hand, returning and remaining to the bottom of your deck in any order. Pretty good. Then level 2, during either attack step, if this spirit has a soulcore on it, you may use magic cards in your hand without paying their costs. So, if you're in the attack step with this on level 2 and a soulcore, you're playing every single magic in the game for free. This does not limit colour-specific magic. You can play white, yellow, red, purple magic for completely free. So why is this a combo? Um, so this combos super well with a specific keyword that you can find in yellow cards. It's called Luster. So Luster is a keyword that says when the battle ends, return all magic cards you use during that battle from your trash to your hand. It's important to know that any magic you use in the attack step can be can only be used in a quote-unquote battle because the only window for you to use magic is the flash step, and that only occurs in battles. So when your you know, yellow spirit would battle something and you can proc Luster, you get all that stuff back. So you're starting to see why that combos super well with Michaela. So there's two specific spirits that um, allow Michaela to do her crazy combos. The first is War Angel Shin Mind Eye Celestial, a five cost, sorry, five cost, three reduction spirit. Um, it has Luster on levels one, two, and three for free. You don't have to do anything extra, which is amazing. And level three, when it attacks once per turn, when you use a magic card, refresh it after the effect resolves. Fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Um, another spirit you can do super cool combos with um, is the chicken. Caladrius, two cost one reduction, level two, it has luster, that's it. <laughs> that's all that spirit does. So what you're planning to do with these decks is to hit Michaela, and make sure you have enough cores and a luster unit and just go crazy. So for example, with Caladrius, you can play Royal Potion, which is a 5 cost 3 reduction card. It says refresh all of your spirits, but that costs 2. So you're playing that bad boy for free, your chicken's going crazy. It's swinging, that's suspended with Royal Potion, you play it for free, it's swinging again, you get the back, and it's just going off. Absolutely crazy. Um, another card you can use is Regain. So that's a bit better to use with um, War Angel Shin, or even Twilight Dragon Rider Flavum, which I'm not going to read him out. But Regain is pretty much a white card it's four cost one reduction but we don't care because we have michaela on the field it says um you can refresh something that's not attacking this turn so what you can do is have war angel um swing do some shenanigans and then you can swing michaela uh, she's probably not gonna die if she does too bad <laughs> um and while you're swinging with michaela do regain to unsuspend the war angel um you actually can't do it on the first swing because it's currently attacking um and yeah, so it's a pretty, pretty easy combo. She also will unsuspend herself the first time you use a spell, so you don't even have to do that the first time you use a spell. You can use Angelic Pressure or something to wipe something. So to restand, you get to swing with her again, um, and then you get to swing with Michaela, get another proc of something, get that regain going, swing the War Angel Shin. Um, yeah, pretty pretty spicy stuff. Um, and if you, if you use the regain with the War Angel Shin, 
swing, um, say you have another luster unit, for example, you get that back. So because of luster, you can unsuspend that unit that has luster. Your War Angel's chin is now suspended, but you have Regain back in your hand. Swing with the other luster unit. Use Regain. Get the Regain back. Um, your Angel's chin is now suspended, unsuspended, sorry. And then you have two infinite attackers with Regain. Um, they just both have to have luster. So that's the combo um, for luster combo. It's either Michaela, Chicken, and Royal Potion, or Michaela, um, two luster cards, and Regain. Mwah. That is Chef's Kiss. I love this deck. Um, there's obviously a bunch of spells that you play, so it feels a bit bricky <laughs> um, because you're just playing a bunch of random stuff just for fun. Um, you can play things like Angel Throne to get back your um, exhaust nexuses and wipe the field. Um, that's something else you can do with Michaela. You can exhaust nexus probably like three, four times in one battle. It's not really that surprising to do and you just wipe the, the board completely. Um, it's also important to note that the, the big bad protection deck, which is white, the deck I play, doesn't actually get uh, protection from yellow, I don't think. Enterprise is only red, purple, white. Um, it does actually get protection from yellow in the, in the tournament, I promise, but for now it doesn't. So you can just wipe that board completely. They don't have protection against reduction. So yeah, pretty good stuff. Michaela is super, super fun. I would suggest anyone that's new to play it. Um, it's sort of a high ceiling I wouldn't say it's low floor. It's a high ceiling, high floor deck that's rewarding to play. Um, but it, unfortunately, it's not just meta relevant just yet. It does need just a couple more things. Um, the tournament promos will help, but it needs just a, a little bit more support to become actually good. Okay, um, now we can talk a bit about the Grand Open events. I'm going to be probably one of the first to mold publicly and online about it. Um, uh, let's just, just go through it normally. So the Grand Open is going to be in every region that the launch events were at. The pricing is as follows. Grand total of 25. First gets 7,000. Second gets 3. Third to fourth get 1.5. Five to eighth, 1,000. Ninth to 16th, 500. And 17th to 32nd, 250. So for everyone in Australia, um, I think that's US, um, just like the launch event. Um, and everyone in US, you guys don't have to care about that. Um, so the champion gets two mats, um, the winner mat and the top 16 mat. I think it's top 16. Yeah, the top 16 mat, as well as the winner card, which, oh my lord, um, that version of Nova looks so good. Um, I hope that it goes for a lot of money and I hope people want to collect it because it looks really, really beautiful. Um, it's a more animated version. Um, if you're listening and you want to have a check, go to the Battle Spirit Saga website and have a look. It looks really, really pretty. Um, there's also the, the the metal soul core as well as the other winner stuff um, that the launch events had. And on top of that, the most important one, in my opinion, is the Pro Tour invite, which will go to the top 16, oh, sorry, top 32 players. We'll get a top a Pro Tour invite. Um, so the top two players also get the winner card. It's not just the first player, it's the second player as well, as well as the mat. And top four get the mat, deck box, a couple other things. Top 16 get the mat, and top 32 just get the finalist card set. So why do I want to mold? Um, <laughs> first of all, the cash prizing, I'm so glad they're still cash prizing for this game. Um, like they promised, which is great. And I actually don't have a problem with the cash prizing. It's less than the launch event, which is fair enough. The launch event was to build up hype and, oh my God, look how much money they're putting into the game, that sort of thing. So it's fair enough that this has less money than the launch event. 
So what I have an issue with is if you guys are listening from outside of Australia or outside from Latin America, um, we actually have to come over to America and to the UK for the um, the Pro Tour, which is super, super annoying. Um, so for this cash pricing, it's actually really, really good cash pricing. It's actually more than Pokemon and Flesh and Blood, I think. Um, but it's only relevant if you think about it in the sense that you will have the Pro Tour in your region. So for people in the US and for people in the UK, um, you guys and your cash pricing is pretty amazing in my opinion. Like you probably don't have to travel super far for the Pro Tour. Um, and even if you top 32, 250 bucks is pretty good. It's definitely more um, than what you paid for your deck. Um, so you're pretty much chilling. But for people outside of the UK and the US, if we top 32, we have to pay so much money extra um, just to come to the Pro Tour. That is completely absurd. Um, I've had a quick look and to go from Sydney to America, to New York specifically, it's about four grand. And to go from Sydney to London, it's about three um, in July, which is when the first Pro Tour will be. And that's not really worth unless you've come like third to fourth, where you get one and a half US, which is about you know, two-ish, maybe a bit more than two in Australian. So that will pretty much pay for your ticket. Um, but if you are 5 to 30 second, it's not paying for your ticket um, like at all. So it's a it's a little bit disappointing to see, but it's fair enough. Um, like from the company standpoint, they can only run so many pro tours. So obviously they're going to do them in the most populated areas first. Now, another thing to state and notice is that the pricing seems to be the same all around. So unlike the launch events where it was highest in NA and it went down from there, um, excuse me, we all have the same pricing, which does work better for us in Australia because since it's the same pricing for everyone, it actually makes a difference how many people and what the capacity is for each event. So North America capacity is 512 um, for both events. North America has two events. Europe is 256 for both. Um, Europe has two events as well. Latin America 256 with one event and Oceania 192 with one event. So... 192 people, all of those people are probably competitive, uh, but there's a pretty decent chance that you make top 32 in the Oceania events, let's be honest. Um, statistically speaking, what's that? Like the 20%? I don't know. Uh, something about 20%, I don't know. Like I don't know the exact statistic of people that will, of the participants, but about 20% um, will get top 32 and will get an invite. Um, and don't forget these um, grand openings, there'll be two more. Even for the Oceania people, there'll be two more and two more Pro Tours to have a chance. So what I would suggest you do is if you're a student like myself or someone young who isn't, you know, as financially stable and doesn't have the the amount of capital to just spend traveling to Pro Tours, um, see how you go on the first grand opener. Um, if you play super highly and make enough money and you've maybe you've saved up a little bit, you know, on your job, then... You know, I'm not really trying to give any financial advice, but that's all, you know, all power to you. But what I'm trying to say is there, there are multiple chances for you to get to those pro tours. And I am assuming that you will be allowed to, you know, play in more than one pro tour. I'm sorry, more than one grand opening. So hopefully you'll perform well in multiple um, and be able to, you know, um, win more cash prizes. And that can total to more of your your ticket um and yeah there are multiple pro tours um happening in uk and america but 
it's it's I think it's important to keep in mind. I'll have to double check, but I'm pretty sure that each grand opener only qualifies you for the following pro tour. So just because you made the first grand opener doesn't mean you can go to the third pro tour. Um, you'll have to make the third grand opener to go to the third pro tour. Pretty sure. Um, so yeah, pretty interesting, but I don't mind it that way. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to talk a bit about it. Feels unfair being in Oceania and wanting to play this game to a competitive level, but I do understand why Bandai has done this. The overwhelming majority of players are from the UK and from America, and it just is what it is. Um, you'll still see me there though. Grand opener, I think 25th of June, day before my birthday. <laughs> if you see me there, hit me up, say happy birthday. Um, but yeah, it should be fun. Uh, yeah. Grand opener, super, super keen. And that is a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We talked a bit about the grand openers. We also talked a bit about combo decks. Um, there aren't that many to go. So today's episode was a bit of a short one, hopefully. Um, I tried to make it as short as I could. Next week, we're going to talk about the tournament promos that got released today. Um, I want to wait at least a week um, so more people can get to see them. So I'll have a bit of, my, a, bit of a more meta discussion about them a bit of more of more of an in-depth discussion um, about how they fit into you know the current meta and a bit more about the pro tour and the worlds and how you can you know best get your chances um, of getting into that sort of thing um, for the 2023 calendar so stay tuned for that um, get keen for next week's episode um, also if you want to be included in the episode in the listener question of the day or of the week just like Tristan was today uh, make sure you hit me up on Twitter at soulcorebss um, that is the account of the podcast um, add me there follow me and shoot me a message of a question you want answered or just maybe a personal question you want to ask about me whatever it may be and I'll include it in next week's episode so yeah follow me on Twitter make sure you um, join the um, Battle Spirits Tensei Discord, which I've been shouting out for pretty much every episode. Um, and yeah, stay tuned. Hope you stay healthy, fun, and have a good time.